You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It's Sports Unplugged and it's not Chris Brack and Kev O'Sullivan this week. I'm stepping in for Chris. I'm the host, Keith. And as usual, Kev is here. We're going to look at some sports from around the globe that have been going on uh, and that are due to happen over the coming days and weekends. So, Kev, how are you? Friday night. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you too, mate. Uh, Chris decided to go and have a social life. Unforgivable of him, I know, but... It's not on. What are you going to do? Part-timers. Yeah, but there is it. absolutely bucket loads of stuff on this weekend for anyone who's got dodgy weather and don't want to go out and you just want to perk up in the armchair and cans and feet up, fire on. There is loads for you this weekend. Yeah, it is quite a busy one and and stuff to look back on as well. Um you know what we're going to touch on um, the the football, the FA Cup that's happening, the Afcon, uh, which is going to be particularly interesting to to Liverpool fans. We're going to look at the box, and we're going to look at some GAA, some rugby, uh, some NFL, some tennis league. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to cover that's either happened or is due to happen. Um, so we'll start off with the football, Kev. FA yeah, Cup yeah. weekend. Um, usually, I've no interest in this to be honest, because Liverpool are never really, you know. Bothered. entertaining it around this stage but we're coming in we'll, we'll start off with the Reds we're coming into this and we're coming in probably with our fittest squad 
entirety of the season, obviously minus the two boys who are off playing in the AFCON, but we're shaping up, you know, very positive coming into yeah. this game, aren't we, Kev? We are. It's looking really good. Um, it's a busy schedule. This next, I think it's uh, seven games in 22. Yeah. You know, so it's a game every three days, which is brilliant for us. You know, I yeah. mean, for the last two weeks, it's been pulling our hair out, waiting for this to come back, you know, and it's a great game to start off with because Cardiff at home, they'll set up with their back five as they, they have been for the last few weeks. Big, strong, physical side, three big centre-backs, 6-5, Aiden Flint, 6-4 and 6-3, they're over two centre-backs, good in the air, long throws. It's going to be a tough physical battle, but it's what you want to get the rust out of the legs for some of the players that are going to be playing in this. And I assume he's going to have a bit of a mix of a side. You know, I think everyone is saying, yeah, go as strong as you can and what have you. But with five subs in mind, I don't think he's going to go absolutely foot to the floor. But at the same time, I'm expecting a strong enough side to go out, get a job done and get into the fifth round. That's all this is about, get into the hat yeah. for the next round. And on that, it's it's a good point, Kev. On that, do you expect our... I don't expect there to be many young players for Liverpool playing this no. weekend. Do you, do you think there'll be any, or do you think it will just be made up of the likes of Minamino, maybe, and Gomez? You know, is it going to be just the, the fringe lads and very few youngsters that may be on the bench? Or do you think we may see, like, a Cade Gordon or a Tyler Martin uh, or even a, a Connor Bradley? No, I think he'll go. I think Creeping Callagher will go, will be in goal. And then I think it'll be a lot of senior players. Um, and most of them haven't played in two weeks. And you know what we're like when we come back from breaks. It doesn't tend yeah. to go well a lot of the time. So I think the indicator that he used for the last round, or was it in the League Cup the last time we had um, a break? And he came back and went strong. Um, I think Trent will play. I wouldn't be surprised if Simicast played, but... Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Robbo played either. Um, Kanate went away, apparently. Uh, for those who've seen his, his pictures, he's come back with a shaved head. Apparently, he went on a pilgrimage to Mecca. Um, so whether he comes back and goes in, how much training he's done in the last week, we don't know. Joe Gomez, I hope, gets a game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Gomez and Matip. You know, I don't think you need to play Virgil in these type of games, but it wouldn't surprise me if you went with uh, Gomez and Massip. Wouldn't do him any harm. Midfield's got to be interesting because Thiago has been training. Now, how long he's been training, we don't know, but Naby's come back early from AFCON. Played well while he was there. Looked really good, actually. And um, I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a goal. And maybe a James Milner in there as well. Um, bit, of, bit of stability. Ox up and wide right for me. Bobby in the middle and Jota wide left. So no Minamino, no Kate no. Gordon, no Divock. No. no, well, Divock. But Divock's only trained today, he's apparently. He's only back in, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a, you think it'll be a fairly strong team. Yeah, fairly I'm thinking strong, along yeah. the lines of, uh, yeah, Cuevin, I think, could start in goal. I think you're looking, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, a bit, a lot of changes, to be honest. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Simicas, Canate, um, Gomez and Milner in the back four. Yeah, the I fact that Leicester saw, is coming, taking yeah. fast, you know, it's coming soon after it. I saw you said that and I thought, you know what? Yeah, James Milner right back 
even if he gets an hour, it'll yeah. put him in good stead if he needs to be playing in any of the games coming up. Yeah, so this is a, this is the thing that we have though. With everyone coming back, we have real options. We have live yeah. options again, and it's the first time in a good while that we've had live options that you can come on and you'd struggle to pick the eleven. You know, whereas a couple, of, if you think back two, three years ago, our eleven was as nailed on as it, it was rare to see a single change. Yeah, you know, and now it's like if Simicast plays, you wouldn't be bothered. You know, if Gomez comes in, great. You know, you're looking forward to seeing him. Robert he needs Dave, games, oh doesn't he? He needs yeah. minutes. Whereas Kanate is being used, you know, as the the centre back when one of the other two need a break or need yeah. a rest. It's Kanate that's been coming in, but Gomez does look like he needs games. Or would you? Could you see Gomez starting at right back? Is there a possibility it's, that he look at I, it, Gomez, Matip, Kanate, Simakas back for? You know, it'd be interesting to now see. Now that Nico's goes. gone, I think that Joe Gomez is his backup. Is yeah. Trent's backup, so you wouldn't mind it. And to be fair, Cardiff are a big, strong side. So if yeah. you went with the extra height for set pieces and what have you, wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Yeah, no, uh, be it's, interesting. It's one of those. Like, I, I can't wait to see it because I can't wait to see the team sheet because I don't know what's going to be on it. I have no idea. And then when you see the team sheet, you can work the game out in your head yeah. before kickoff. You know, you can. You, Right, this is what I want to look for. This is the kind of setup I want to see. Is he going to change it to a four-two-three-one? Now that Diaz comes in, we have that luxury. We have that option as well. Yeah. He could play a four-five-one. He could do variations of that. You know, there's so many different options that we've got at the minute. And I don't expect to see Diaz. By the way, I'd be amazed. I think he had a jog today. That was about it. Yeah, you know I mean? I, I, he's not going to even make the bench, is he? And no. You know, I'd be surprised myself if he even makes the bench. You know, it, Klopp has been reluctant to throw players in when they've not been used to systems and all. And I know an attacking player, you can put him on for 20 minutes and just let him play on instinct and just go out there and, and yeah. put on a show. But the reality is, I think uh, he, he probably less start is when we'll foresee him. Um, yeah. I'm jealous as hell, man, because my nephew's gone over for that for his 18th. Yeah. And I'm jealous as well. My brother is going as well. My brother and his young lad are going over yeah. to it. So it's oh, a nice cracker. one for them to go to, you know. It's it's a, it's a great one to get. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the time it was it was just another game, Leicester, Jesus. And yeah, but since I think it's after, the way it's shaping up now, yeah. there's a feel-good factor now. The fact you bring in a Diaz now, you're getting these lads back. You should have the... Um, you know, a strong team, a confident team. Uh, so, yeah, it's looking, it's looking, it's looking really good a at bit more better. Yeah, so um, you don't there's think... there's a quad on. There yeah. is a quad on. Well, it's, it's the on. first time since, what did I hear, since 1960-something that we've, at this stage of the season, we've been in contention or something on forefront. So I don't, I don't know. But it is on. And I suppose if we take a second to think about it, the league looked dead and buried a few weeks ago. It's no longer dead and buried. I mean, it's still a big it's ask. It's still a massive it's ask. It's a big ask. Yeah. But it's not as big an ask as it was. You know, a few weeks ago, we were saying maybe looking on three fronts or possibly two after the, yeah. the Arsenal nil-all win they got in, in Anfield in the <laughs> Cup semi-final. Yeah. But it's amazing how things have changed. Do you know? It, it's amazing how things have changed. It's a reminder to everyone how quick... When you look at the table before Christmas, you look at it just after and you look at it now, it doesn't take much. A result here and there 
a draw, a draw here and there. You know, that's all you're looking for is yeah. a sniff of a chance. I mean, it's up to us. It's in our hands to be there. But the league is out of our hands, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, if we City need, do what they we need things do. to go our yeah, way. We do. But as and, you said, as you said, we've spoke about this numerous times. You know, yeah. Liverpool and City have raised that bar where you have to go on these winning runs. And when you're on these winning runs and you're in a groove like Man City do, do this regular and Liverpool when we're at our best do it a draw becomes a killer yeah. you know and we saw that with, with City you know Southampton draw two points dropped and that puts Liverpool back in with a sniff you know it's blood in the water and yeah. it's you always see it with the table uh, if you get in a run of five or six wins uh, you see gaps that's when you start seeing big gaps opening up and I think we all we can do is give ourselves a shot that's all we can do. The FA Cup and the League Cup is cream. You know, it's cream yeah. on top of the cherry, on top of the cake. But League and Europe, Inter Milan are no joke. You know? No, but the fact that I'm missing Barella is a nice that's little a big, bonus. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a nice little added thing. But they're decent sides still. So this run of seven games, every game has something on it. So the squad ha- will be up for this. And they're all in. they're all going to be used. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, no, we haven't even talked about Harvey Elliott. Well, that's you know? what I was going to mention. Like, you, you don't see him starting there. I, I can't no, see I him starting the game. No, but then Klopp is—he does chuck a madness in every now and again. And Elliott has been doing an awful lot of gym work, an awful lot of—he'd have been on the training pitch now for the last two weeks, while everyone else was away. He'd have been on the training pitch for the last two weeks, so you don't know. Um, he, I wouldn't second guess him. And if he was picked and played an hour, it wouldn't surprise me either. You know, yeah. he's, he'd have played against Cardiff before when he was at Blackburn. He knows what to expect. There's no surprises in playing at Cardiff City for, for someone like Harvey Elliott. And it might be the, it might be a nice game to come back into. If that's, yeah. a, if that's a thing, you're at home, you're against a side where you know the opposition, you know what you can do. You you know that they're going to play a five back and you know you're going to have the ball. Yeah. So it might not be the worst thing in the world to give them a half, give them an hour. You know, the five sub rule is huge. Yeah, it makes all the difference, especially yeah. under these circumstances when you have got players coming back from injuries and you want to use that squad. And, you know, you win this game, you're into the fifth round, isn't it? Yeah. You're into the fifth round of the cup, and then it's when it starts getting serious. You get through a fifth round toy, you're looking at a quarter final. And once you get to that stage, it really is a. It's anyone's then, like. You know, and can, yeah. it, it's the look anything of the draw. Anything much happening in the United game? Penals. It's gone to pens. Yeah. Crikey, lad. You're going to have to keep us up to date in the chat and let us know what's going on. Yeah, penalties at Old Trafford, according to Laszlo. Um, oh, no. Laszlo stitching us up here. Stitching us up. It's only half, half time. time. I was gonna say <laughs> we haven't been on we haven't been on that long. Yeah. I mean um, how do you see this game going then? I think United will get the I think you know oh, what did you know well, game or us? No, our game. I I'll tell you about United. I was gonna say I, I think they get the win, Kev, but I don't oh, really Jesus, care about it. Like Phil Jones is on. Oh, oh there you go. Phil Jones <laughs> is on the great Phil Jones. Our game, I think it's going to be I expect us to win. Look, put it, yeah. make no bounds about that. I expect us to win. Um, I think it will be 
the fact it's at home, I expect it to be a comfortable enough win. But I think it'll be one of these, maybe a nervy first half an hour. Yeah. And then we'll get the goal and then we'll run in a few. We think, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to disrespect Cardiff, no disrespect, but I'm thinking like 4 nil. Do you know what I mean? One at, one uh, on about 30 minutes, one either side at half time then and then a late one just to run it in. Because I think the stadium, the crowd will be up for it because it will, yeah. of the fact that the field goal is there. So I think we'll I think we'll smash yeah. them. And I, I don't like I don't mean in a disrespectful way to Cardiff. I just think it's geared up to be a, a nice day. But look, I've said that many a time and it's come back to bite me on the arse. What about yourself? How do you say it? I, I said three one and I stick to three one because I think from set pieces they're very dangerous. Yeah. Uh between the long throw and corners. I watched Aiden Flint for a long time when he was at Ashton He was at Gate. Bristol City, was he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. And he was at Middlesbrough before that. Yeah. He was. He is at that level in the championship at, um, from set pieces. He's he's very, very strong in the air. He's getting on a bit now, but even still, he's um, they're, they're a very, very dangerous side from set pieces. Yeah. Could I mean, you see a case... Could you see a case of Van Dijk playing because of the aerial no. threat that they'll pose? No, because the, there's no need. These yeah. centre-backs that we have, are, if they're not good enough to be able to deal with that, then, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're thinking they're better than what they are. Yeah. And I think they're better than what we think we are. They are, if you, if you get me. Yeah. I, I have every confidence in a Joe Gomez and a Kanate to deal with the threats that, are to come from from them, but at the same time, they're very good at what they do. That five three two that they play, they will get the ball wide. They've aerial threats. They they know how to play away from home. You know they have a decent record away from home, and this is going to be the shop window for a lot of these players. It always is. Yeah, you know it's a huge day for for and for some of the senior players in that Cardiff side. It's their last chance to play in. Unless, you know, they get a draw next year. But they don't know from season yeah. to season where they're going to be. So That's for a lot true, of them, yeah. this could be their last game at a big Premier League ground on national TV, free to wear. You know, so they're going to be well up for it. I just hope that, it's you know, it, it's a case that they're not up for it in a way that... Um, you know, they start kicking lumps out of players. Well, that's the worry because there was a lot of argy-bargy during the night with them, wasn't there? Yeah. They were um, kicking they off beat, the tunnel, Yeah, they beat Forrest 2-1, I think. Yeah. And look, we saw what Forrest did to Arsenal. And now look, I, I expect Cardiff to have a go. You know, yeah. they're not going to be a Shrewsbury. It's not going to be a walkover. But at the same time, you have enough quality. We have enough quality to, to beat them. I'd be happy enough with 3-1. 3-1 is... Get into the half for yeah. the next round. Come out of the game with no injuries. You know, happy yeah. days. I'd be happy. Don't get me wrong. I take one nil just to get yeah. into the half, and that's all it is. You know, it's just get into the half for the next round, and that's all you can you can do. As Laura says, it's a cup final for Cardiff, and that is mm. true. You know, they're going to be up for it. They'll be, uh, yeah, they'll be very um, looking to take a scalp. And if they get a sniff of blood, if they do see a lot of rested first team players, and if they do see Queeven Kelleher and Gold, they might think, which is we can get in around him. With Shrewsbury, they tried to do as well. You know, yeah. they tried to get you know put him under pressure and get them, yeah. physical around them, and that that's that could be an avenue for them. Yeah. But look, um, is there any other? 
Is there any other cup toys um, that you're looking for that you have an interest in? Um, Bournemouth, definitely. I'm looking forward to watching Bournemouth. Look forward to watching Bournemouth anyway, but Bournemouth and Boromwood. Yeah. Because, look, not just for Nat, Nat Phillips, but I want to have a proper, I want to have a look at Dom Solanke. Yeah. I want to see how he's kicked on. And I was watching, I think BT Sport had it on the other, uh, yesterday, yesterday, they showed our Champions League run all the way through. They showed the highlights of all the games all the way through yeah. and all day. And I watched a bit of him and I thought he was lines to the wolves, the poor kid. You know, it, it was the, the club was too big for him at the time. He was expected to be something that he just wasn't at yeah. the time. But he's gone down to, to the championship. He's found his level. He's got he's confident and he's he's grown into his body. You know, so I want to see. I want to watch him. I want to see if Nat plays. I want to see how how he copes and how he gets on. You know, I'm looking forward to watching him for the rest of the season as well because he's another one. If they come up, they might put an offer in for him. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good. It would be. It, it suits him. It would be a good move for him because for a few reasons, but. I think it is a good. Be, it would be a good move for him because you see the likes of Newcastle. Before we move on, you know yeah, yeah, Newcastle yeah. were linked with him, and it was a move I was skeptical about. And you only have to look at the likes of Jamal Lewis is getting yeah. not into their Premier League squad, and you know the wrong move. While you can see the initial appeal and the dollars flashing up, yeah, you know it only takes one move and you're left out of a squad, and then you're bouncing around and it's hard to. I think they're three senior players. At Newcastle, that they didn't register. Matt, yeah. one of the Longstaff brothers as well. Yeah, I don't know if it was Matty or Sean. I don't know because they brought one of them back on loan from Aberdeen. Yeah, and if it was him, and they brought him back on loan and didn't send him back out and didn't that's register cool. him, that's criminal. Like that yeah. bang out of order. And the other one was a centre back who's already injured. You know, so yeah. but. When you look at Jamal Lewis, that we were linked with him, and people were losing their rag over the fact that we didn't sign him, that we went for Simicast over him, yeah. and the fact that they've thrown spaffed twenty million quid on him and decided that nah, you're just not only are you not good enough to go out on loan anywhere, that we haven't even bothered to find you a loan club. Yeah. We're just not going to register you, so just go and sit in sidelines and behave yourself for six months. It's poor form, you know, if you're looking to it's sign... Bad, and I suppose Newcastle are probably more interested now in more high-end players, you know, more established players or continental players coming in um, that that the likes of a Jamal Lewis and a, um, all the, the long staffs and Jeff Hendrick is turfed out to QPR yeah. and Kieran Clark, they don't know he got. Registered. I think he was no. He was one of the ones that was wasn't, registered, yeah. wasn't registered. Yeah, wasn't registered. Apparently, he's of, carrying an injury. He's a long-term yeah. injury. So, I but there's a lot of these sort of young homegrown players will be the ones, or the ones that were there, will be the ones that are thrown to the wolves, and it's, it's, it's a slippy slope and a bad precedent to set. But yeah, but you, you're right about Nat Phillips. If he'd have ended up going there, yeah, fine. He might have been one of the people who'd help keep them up, but he would be discarded onto the scrap heap. Yeah. Uh, and where as, do uh, you go on the back of a bad period? You know, yeah. you're not getting Bournemouth play ball. They're a good team, and it's a team I'm excited to see as well. They've done some decent business. I like Todd Cantwell, and yeah. you know, I'm surprised that he, he ended up there, but he did. And it'll be good interesting to see how he does. He's a good young manager as well. 
eight of fun, yeah. He was a Scott uh, Parker. Scott Parker, yeah. I think I like what he tried to do at Fulham. Yeah. It didn't work out, but I liked the kind of football he was trying to play. And it was um I just think that he's young and he's 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 he went down, moved around the championship. He'll do well in his career. I think he's going to be one of these ones that comes back up and could end up doing like a Graham Potter. Yeah. You know, as long as he's strong enough and he's, and the owners are brave and stick with him, then I think he's, he's going to have a good career. I mean, one of the other bits of news that came out today as well was Steve Bruce going to uh, West Brom. Yeah. Was he there before? No, but people will. He's been everywhere else. He's been everywhere. He was in Birmingham, wasn't he? And Villa. (laughs) Yeah. But I think people mock and joke about have you, but he's very good at getting teams up. I think he's got an excellent record of getting teams out of the championship. Struggles up in the Premier League. But look, if you're bringing sides up out of the championship and you stay with them, you're going to struggle. Yeah. You know, it's not often that sides come up and stay up and stay up for a sustained period of time is rare. You know, so the fact that he's a, a bit of a yo-yo manager is fine. Neil Warnock made a great living out of it. Yeah, know? true. A lot of them have. A lot of them have. Yeah. But do you give Boromir the chance in this toy? No. Uh, and to be fair, I listened to the, their manager's press conference today, and I don't think he does either. <laughs> he was getting a bit worried with the with the business that Boromir were doing over the over the January window. And he was like, "If they've played the signings that they've signed, we're in yeah. a whole world of trouble." But it'll be. I think it's the last game. It's it's a shame, really. It's the last game on a Sunday, and it's going to clash with the Afcon games. Yeah, you know, with the Afcon final, and I'm really looking forward to watching Senegal. Yeah, I watch them. We'll skip. We'll, I mean, look. I don't know if anyone else in the chat with the FA Cup is there anything in the, that you guys yeah. are looking forward to? Is there any standout ties that you've spotted that we're missing out on? I mean, I suppose Spurs Brighton would be one. Spurs Brighton, yeah, but you'd expect um, a decent game there. Yeah, because Spurs, look, Spurs with the signings they've made, you know, they've left go £120 million worth of players that they've brought in Mm. in the last 18 months to bring in a loan-to-buy option in Kulisevsky. Yeah. And Betancourt is a decent centre-mid. And that's what he is. He's a decent, solid, dependable centre mid who will do a job for you next to Hoiberg. They're not he's not going to set the world alight. No. You know, I just think the content that Spurs have taken a massive gamble this 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 window. I mean, maybe the, it was deals that needed to happen, and that's fine. But Brighton could do could be anything on their day. And yeah. Brighton could rip them apart like on their day if they're if they're right up for it. You wouldn't know. Well, that's it. Yeah, really. Spurs have made a gamble. I've seen a lot of their fans online saying, you know, it's just clearing out the deadwood and getting ready for the summer. You know, but they've, they've stuff to play for. I mean, it's like Arsenal with their asset stripping they've done. Fourth place is up for grabs in the league and it is between the likes of Manchester United, Arsenal, Spurs, West Ham. You don't want to be hindering your chances in that. And, you know, Spurs, I agree. I think Bentoncourt is a good player. And I think Kulazevsky is a good player, but they weren't maybe regular. Bentoncourt was, I suppose, regular enough for Juventus. But, you know, they haven't gone in and taken key men out of a team. They, they've they got no. players they could get that were maybe not their top choices, not that not their forced options. Yeah. 
so it'll be interesting to see how they fit in. But I suppose yeah. the X factor for them is is Conte, and if he can get, you know, dogs of war basically walking like dogs of war, that'll yeah. give them a chance. And Brighton, they're an exciting team. Brighton, they 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 have a limit, they have a ceiling that they they won't go through. But it'll be interesting to see what it'll be. A good, it'll be a, it could be a good one, especially with, with it being a cup game as well. Yeah, you know the shackles are off a bit. Um, I think Jonathan in the chat there said about um, Kidderminster and West Ham. Massive game for Kidderminster. You yeah. know, just just getting to the fourth round. The fact that you get in a Premier League club away, you know, or at, at your home ground, it's huge. It's huge for the finances of the club. You know, when you get the smaller clubs like that and you get the big draw. You get the TV cameras that can sustain a club, especially with the COVID stuff that clubs in the lower leagues have gone through in the last two years. This is um, this is a huge, huge windfall for them. Yeah. You know, I expect West Ham to be comfortable winners, but at the same time, FA Cup, you never know. Yeah, I think West Ham are sort of after establishing themselves as one of the better sides in the Premier League yeah. and when you go into these games with confidence and the manager like David Moyes who this is not a slight on him but he's an ugly manager you know what I mean his Everton team were being a good team were an ugly team they knew how to fight and they knew how to scrap and West Ham are the same uh, so I can't see maybe Kidderminster catching them. It's a toy that if I had been a couple of years ago, you'd have been penciling this one in as an upset this all is, day long. Uh, yeah, this, this that was a huge banana skin a couple of years. There is actually one banana skin there, and it's a yeah, local yeah. derby as well, is uh, Forrest and Leicester. Yeah, you know, Forrest Leicester. Yeah, Nottingham and Leicester aren't exactly too far apart. Yeah. Location-wise, uh, Forrest on the back of the Arsenal win, granted they... They didn't do well again in their last outing in the league against Cardiff, but you don't know with Leicester. You don't know what Leicester are going to turn up. You know, I'd love to see you don't you don't know what kind of damage that loss to Spurs has done to Leicester. Yeah. The manner of that loss. You know, I mean, maybe the break did them the world of good. You know, it'll be this will be the this will be the sign for them. You know, yeah. if if they come in sluggish in any way, shape, or form, as you say, you lose a game like that sports game, and it's a psychological hammer blow, isn't it? To yeah. lose like that when you're two yeah. on up in in the ninety fifth minute and you lose a game three, especially two. when there's only four minutes of injury time. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's it's a hard one to take, you know. Yeah. But the, but that's the thing they they. It'll be interesting to see how they react to that. Laura has thrown up an update. Phil Jones has been on for less than 30 minutes and already has a cramp, <laughs> cramp in his face. But it, Phil Jones has, he actually done well for them in the last time he came on and played. So I was surprised he didn't move on in the January. I think he was linked with Bordeaux. He, wasn't he was he? linked with Bordeaux. Apparently, there was, it was a solid, Bordeaux put an offer in and he yeah. just didn't want to go. Yeah. Weird. You know? It is a strange one, especially, I mean, I said it, I've, Put a comment into one of the um, transfer shows that Gav was doing. I thought if you wanted to go and play, it's a nice stadium, it's a handy league. Yeah, you know, it's nice part. It's a nice region to go and. Yeah, if nice anyone has ever been, if ever anyone has ever been to that part of northern France, a lovely region of the country to live in, great experience. But you just didn't fancy it. Yeah, you know what can you do? I mean, 
But yeah, they're they're the main fixtures that I'd be well, looking out for. They're speaking all the of banana fixtures. skins, we're into the hundred and twentieth minute in this thing, and it looks like it could be going to penalties. Oh, so. United <laughs> hit the post, I think, two or three times in the first in the first hour, and they should have been four or five, maybe even six up at one stage. Bruno missed some savage misses. You had Ronaldo missed a penalty in yeah. the first half as well. Yeah, Laura said League One would have been the right speed for him. Do you know what, Laura? I'd love to have seen him with someone like uh, Jeremy Doku. uh, Or Mbappe. Or Mbappe (laughs) running at him. Uh, You see see some facial features off him then. Yeah, Neymar would have given him bleeding heartburn running at him doing step overs. He'd have been in an awful state. But no, it's a good point by Laura. You know, that sort of yeah. drop down would have been probably. It might have reignited his career. You've seen what it's done to players like Chris Smalling when he went to yeah. Roma. You know, True. it has kick started his career. You know, it, it's reinvigorated his career. Let's not get say kick started, but reinvigorated yeah. his career that he's. A good solid pro in in Italy and seen as a good solid centre back. Seen, yeah, as one of the best defenders in the yeah. league. You know, yeah, yeah, he's quite highly rated. It's an interesting thing. We done a show last night about big money transfers not working. I'm not putting Chris Martin no, no. in that, but it shows how a move can make or break a player. You know, and sometimes a player that's there too long. Phil Jones is a prime example, and um, Chris Smalling. Decent players, but they stagnate. And then yeah. a move is what, you know, they need. And, and you often see it with, um, I mean, look, we, you saw it with um, Mo Salah, you know, when yeah. he left Chelsea with a point to prove and a B in exactly. his bonnet. And we're reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Happy days. Happy exactly. days. Um, before we come on to the AFCON, we'll have a quick chat because it's all about Man U at the moment. Yeah. Ralph Ranick, what are you making of him? Right. Um, so I know you've been your bonnet over him. I so. thought, look, what he did with Anthony Martial, talking outside of the dressing room. You know, if you 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 never ever hear of Klopp or Pep or pretty much any manager in recent years talking out of shop about a conversation that he's had with a player. Ranić has done it twice in oh. the space of a, a month. Yeah, with Lingard now, uh, quite, you know, saying that. You know, he needed a break after his um, move was denied for his mental health. You know, and Lingard comes out and contradicts him straight away, saying, no, I'm fit and available and ready to play. He said that Martial refused to be selected for a game. Martial come out and said, nope, I absolutely did not. I've always been professional. I mean, at the end of the day, whether he did or didn't, whatever happened or didn't happen, you don't talk out of shop. You don't talk about private conversations that you've had with a player to anyone outside of the club. You know, and if there's a few instances of it across different clubs, like Newcastle had this thing leaking transfers to the media. They own the club now. What are they trying to prove? (laughs) Shut off the access. Shut off the access to the local journalists. They don't need to know who your transfer targets are. Because we're well capable of swooping in on a Newcastle target and yeah. doing what we did to Spurs. You know, what Ranić did with those two players, bearing in mind that those two players are established and well-liked with the French contingent in the Manchester United dressing room with the likes of Pogba and stuff. Also, Lingard came through the academy, will have a lot of close relationships with pretty much everyone in the club. Yeah. 
You know, you get a manager coming out talking out of turn against that kind of a player. Whether he wants to leave or not in the summer is irrelevant. You know, that's not going to do anything for their dressing room. And if they're targeting top four, and we're seeing them going to penalties now, do you know, what I mean? it, it's just, they're very easy. It's you don't give a club like Manchester United in the fragile state that they're in, with the players that are, are as fragile as they are, you don't give them an excuse to down tools because they'll take it. They've sacked enough managers over the years. And exactly, Ashley, for someone to throw around mental health issues as a throwaway tagline is just, it's its stupid. It just shows a bygone era of someone who hasn't managed at any level in a long time. Let well, he's not hes not inexperienced. You know, Ranić isn't he, really coached, but he's been a sparring director and a consultant. And his role at Manchester United now is six months interim manager to see what's what in the playing squad and fix it then from, from um, up in the executive box. Yeah. Now, I know he's not going to be officially, he's not going to have a role, but he is going to be a consultant for a, a two-year contract. It's not very professional the way he's going about it, you know, and he should know better than to do that because... As as Ashley says, throwing around mental health and Jesse Lingard's out like a light saying, nothing wrong with me, I'm ready. Yeah. I, I'm available to be selected. The club asked me to... Yeah. I'm available. And that's twice. And the thing is, in his previous roles, club a director and what have you, but you don't have a day-to-day involvement with the press. Yeah, you're not stood in front of the press in a press conference where you're being where you're not in control of the situation. You know, the journalists can ask you anything the hell they like, and if you're not sharp enough to evade the questions or answer them in the right way, then you do what Bielsa does and you speak through an interpreter. Yeah, you know, Bielsa's English is absolutely fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Bielsa's not stupid, where he will use an interpreter all the time. You know, so. If Raniak isn't clever, I mean, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that it, the the UK, the English media haven't picked up on that. With how sensitive a subject it is, I'm surprised they never picked up on it. But look, that's for them. When you consider out. a lot of the things Klopp has said, that's not in his sort it's been of hammered. his native tongue, and has been hammered. And this, and that's not a oh, they're all against Klopp and Manchester United. No. If you want, it's a genuine like we've seen in the past where the manager says something and they've been on it like flies on shy. And it's in it, it, yeah. it is interesting that they haven't this time. But look, that's their problem. Let them deal with that. Before we move off to football, Kev, uh, AFCON final, uh, Sunday yeah. evening. Are you looking forward to it? I am. I watched the, I was, I watched the, because I didn't watch the Celtic Rangers game. The other night, yeah. uh, I've literally got no interest in the SPL. We watched Never that. Had. It was already, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I just, yeah, it's not yeah. for me. It's not it's what not it like, used to be. It's, it's not, not exactly. It it's not like the quality. And I know some of the Japanese players up there are technically very good players. Yeah. But I watched the Senegal and Burkina Faso game, and it was a really entertaining game. It was just a really good watch. And Sadio for me was as sharp as I've seen him in a long, long time. And I, I was delighted for him. And I was delighted for Mo as well because you saw Mo's reaction when when Egypt got through to the final, the relief, yeah. the everything, you know, the facial expressions, the, the, everything about it is just a feel-good story for both of them, you know. Yeah. And either way, one of them's coming back not happy. But at the same time, 
uh, at the start of the tournament, the first time I watched Egypt, I thought, oh my God. Of, they're just so bad. They're yeah. re- they're as when you look at it on paper, they've got two or three players that are decent. And I looked at them, yeah, Salah's carrying this lot. You know, a big time. Whereas you look at Senegal and front to back, they are a proper team. You yeah. know, when you've got Mendy in goal, you've got Cooley Daddy in the back, you've Good got Sadio up front, you've got... You've got players that are familiar, you, got, you know, you've you got... got Ishmael Asar on the Day. bench, man. Yeah. You know, you've got Ishmael Asar coming off the bench uh, on 70 minutes. You know, Koulibaly is just a different kettle of fish. You know, he... at In these type of games, I think at a high level, I think he's exposed... Yeah, but in these kind of games, he just—he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. I've been really impressed with watch it with Senegal and how they've managed their way through this tournament without setting a light. But and that seems to be a popular opinion there. Uh, Kieran Kieran B saying yes, Senegal the most impressive. Red Steve saying can't see past the Senegal win. I think Egypt were modelled to win this. I think They're, Egypt yeah. are a model to grind their out, not in yeah. any way spectacular. They've ground out the whole tournament. They yeah. have not been good at all. And they're in the final. They're a hard side to beat. They're a hard side to beat. Carlos Quiroz is an excellent coach. He is, yeah. And will he, hard be, to beat. will he be allowed to be on the touchline for the final after that, after being sent off? I don't know. I don't I know. I hope he is. I hope he yeah. is. Well, you, you don't want to see. It's like, I always have this issue about a player missing, you know, a, a final for talking up yellow cards talking up yellow cards I think it's one of the worst fucking things ever it just, is yeah there should be a clean slate come a yeah, semi-final exactly come a semi-final it should be a clean slate if you're sent if, off like, if you're sent off different kettle of fish yellow cards like ridiculous yeah but is I, he I banned think, Laszlo Laszlo's saying there he's banned for the final that's yeah, a real shame that's it a is a shame, shame yeah it is because you know you want to see the two best teams and you want them to have a manager there and and they're two good managers yeah Alu Di- is it Alu Ali Udiara? Ali Udiara. Ali Udiara, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a player as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he played for he played Birmingham. In, played yeah. in the Premiership for Birmingham, but he played for them in the uh, 2002 World Cup. He was a mid centre mid. He was an excellent yeah. player, a little tiger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. I'm looking was forward good. to it. And the thing is, the way the Sunday night is shaping up, you've got the FA Cup game, you've got AFCON final, you've got the Pro Bowl. Later yeah. on in the night, if you're a night hawk, you can sit up and watch Pro Bowl. There, yeah, there's shed loads on. Yeah, yeah. nice. But, so- yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I think Senegal. I'd like to see Senegal win it, but I, you, it wouldn't surprise me if it, if it went all the way. That would be four games on the bounce that Moore's done 120 minutes. Yeah, that's a worry. Yeah, that is you know, true. It's, you know that that would be a case that he comes out. He would need a break until after the Leicester game, in my opinion. And you know, the thing is, but we're there. We haven't, not that we haven't missed Alu Cisse. Yeah, Alu Cisse. Yeah, and Alu Diara was, he played for us. Um, Alu Cisse, yeah, good player. But um, yeah, the thing with Mo, I, I don't think we desperately need him to come Fred straight missed. back into the team. Ooh. No, Fred didn't miss Trio. Ah, um, Chatter lying to us now, that's not going that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it'll be interesting. So you're going for a Senegal win. I hope so. I'm going I for hope an so. Egypt but, win. but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Egypt 
caught him on a break and then sat back and yeah. and and just defended for their life as if their life depended. It'll be interesting because Sadio and Mo are on the same side. Yeah, on that's the same side of the pitch. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see more they will tracking come back. Into contact because oh, you yeah. know Sadio will track back. Same oh yeah, Sadio does track, track back. Is his part of their game? They've done it quite a bit. Yeah, you know. So very true. Very true. It'll be, but, it'll be, I hope it's a good game because I'll be honest, it hasn't been a great tournament. There's been a couple of great goals, but I think. A load of great but, kits. I love the kits. Oh, yeah, you were on about that. Belters. Yeah. Faso won. Burkina yeah. Faso won, I like. The white with the cross. Yeah, I like that one. The Egypt one is quality. The the Cameroon one was lovely. The Senegal. Like, I think there's some lovely kits in it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the quality hasn't been great. So, look, we'll see what that happens. And you yeah. touched on something there. The Pro Bowl is on for any NFL fans. And, the Pro Bowls, it's not that it's Mickey Mouse. It's like all the best players get voted onto the Pro Bowl every year, minus yeah, the players massive on massive honor for the Super Bowl teams. Yeah, it's a massive honor for the players because they a lot of the players who make it onto the Pro Bowls use that in contract negotiations. Yeah, so it's not a case of it's something I often wondered if the Premier League could do. In, you know, for instead of the uh, Charity Shield, that you'd have a North v South. An all-star game. So an all-star no. game like North v South. Yeah. You know, managed by the you know, managed by nominated managers every year, you know. And I I often wondered how would you go about picking that one to eleven for both? It's definitely yeah. a draft idea for the future. You know. That's true. That's actually not a bad idea. Make a note of that. The <laughs> annual North South avoid. But look, it's um it's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Pro Bowl. But sticking on the NFL, the Super Bowl's on now, not this weekend, next weekend, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals are playing the LA Rams in the LA Rams stadium and so forth. The way it worked out, and you were saying earlier, that's the second time, second time in two years that that's yeah. happened because Tampa Bay played in their stadium. Played in their stadium, yeah. It, I look, I'm a very, I'm as casual an NFL fan as you're ever going to see. Um, if it's on, I'll watch. I used to watch it a lot when I lived over there and when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Uh, but in the last few years, I, I suppose it's one of those things, if you lose touch with the players and you don't have a vested interest in a player or a team, then it's like, yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch the Super Bowl. I always do. The, the actual halftime show this year, I looked it up. The halftime show this year is going to be serious. It's going to be deadly, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Quality. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. you got... Kendrick Mary J. Lamar, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, it is uh it is gonna be serious. But the quarterbacks for the two games are the ones that are the stars, certainly. Let's be fair. Yeah. It's well, all about the quarterbacks. Everything is about it. And yeah, the the conference finals both happened at the weekend, gone and Cincinnati got there. They beat um Kansas City Chiefs, they were the favourites, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick the, Mahomes, the golden yeah. boy. And in fairness, it's Patrick Mahomes blew it. Well, the Chiefs blew it because they were they had a big lead and then didn't get a score in the second half until the field goal that got them into overtime. So they I was I flicked it on and it was twenty one three or something like yeah. that. And I I was coming out to set up for the show on Sunday night, turned on the computer, sat out here having a cup of coffee. And I just flicked it back on, and it was twenty four twenty one. What the? F- 
happened there. Yeah. And especially because it was Cincinnati. Yeah. Because they were the underdogs got coming into the whole damn thing. They've always been a middle of the road side. They, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and worse than middle of the road. They were bottom of the middle of the road, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, and for them to make it all the way to the Super Bowl it yes. is... It it's is, a great story for them. It is a great and you story. see they 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 beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, as we said, Mahomes had a bit of a, a stinker in the second half in that one. But in the other conference final, the LA Rams, as we said, they bet the San yeah. Francisco 49ers. It was a big grudge yeah. match because I think the oh, yeah. Niners beaten them in all the other games. But if the Niners had a won that it would have been the third Super Bowl Cincinnati were in, and then all of them they would have been playing the night. So they bet yeah. San Francisco. They'd have played, played against Montana, yeah. Montana, Jerry Rice. Yeah. So it would have been a, a nice little quick, but it wasn't to be. So it's um it's the Rams against the Bengals. We'll I'm sure you'll touch on this next week when it's getting Definitely, closer yeah. to the time. But you know, if you if I was to put a gun to your head, as you say, you're a casual watcher, who do you want to see winning? I hope Cincinnati win. For the pure and simple reason, they're the underdog. Yeah, they're away from home. Yeah. Everything's against them. Joe Burrow was like Rocky, isn't he? He's the yeah. underdog. He's getting he's battered from pillar to post, and he's getting. He's only over two years. Way. He's only two years in the league. Yeah, you know, he, and he had he a bad was, injury as well. Bad yeah, ACL he had a bad ACL injury, and he was. Although saying that, the Rams quarterback, what's his name? Oh God! I oh, Matthew Stafford. Down. But I looked into Matt it. Matt Stafford. He, yeah, dead. 12 years at the Detroit Lions. Yeah. You know, 12 years at possibly one of the coldest damn places yeah. in, the, in, in, in America to go to L.A. and your first season you take it side to the Super Bowl. But he, he's one—he's been statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the yeah. game. But the, the the lines are always down the end, down the yeah, bottom. Yeah, defensively, they they're were, shocking. They're that. saying the fact that he's even got into a Super Bowl now will get him into the Hall of Fame because yeah. he holds so many, so many records, so many you know thrown records and and yards um, that he's racked up over the years. That this will be enough to get him in. Yeah, it's but another it one will of those be games. interesting. Yeah, it's another one of those games. You just hope it lives up. To, you hope it delivers yeah. a game. You know, that's all you can ask for as a fan, especially if you're a neutral fan. I know there's people on this pod who are Bengals fans from long Ray time. Dicko. Yeah, Ray, Ray Dicko's Dicko. a big Bengals yeah. fan. So I'd love it for Dicko to be uh, able to come on on a Monday night yeah. uh, with a big cheesy grin on his face. Ah. He'll be up there for about an hour and yeah. he'd just sit there and smile. Yeah. That's all he'd do. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, he wouldn't sleep for like two days, but be delighted for it. I know from being in WhatsApp groups with Dicko as well, like he's so excited, he's a big Bengals yeah. fan, he's so excited for this, and that's what you want to see. It's a different yeah. team in the Super Bowl, and even the Rams, they got there a couple of years ago and, and they sort of shit the bed. Now, you know, they've heavy, they've invested in Matt Stafford. They got rid of Jared Goff because he was a bit of a stinker at quarterback. They heavily invested in Matt Stafford. They brought in Odell Beckham and they brought in Von Miller and really put the put the the chips into their basket. Yeah. So they need to win. They've the home advantage. If the yeah, they will probably. They don't really get many crowds there. But we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um We've got breaking news here. We've got breaking news. I've seen it in the news. chat. You break the news. Manchester United are out. Um, who missed Alange? I hate when a kid. Uh, I, I hate, hate when that. A kid, I don't I hate, care if it's Manchester kid. United. 
I hate when a kid misses a penalty and yeah. will be bleeding skate. No, no, it's only the FA Cup and ultimately. But you can imagine. Do you know what's what's horrible, right? We we're both on Twitter, and you know what's coming for this kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's it's such a fucking tragedy. Yeah. That in 2021, 22, sorry, we you know on yeah. the back of this, this kid is going to get absolute dogs abuse. Yeah, of the and worst I, kind. Yeah. We don't have I, to go into it, but we know what's coming here. We know way. what's coming. And it is it's such a shame. And you know what? I don't care if it's the fact that he's Manchester United. He looks such a talent. Yeah, he's a good He player. looks a real talent. And the games that I've watched him in, I'm looking at him and think they found another one there. Yeah. You know, and... I don't know. We'll just have and to saying that, I'm glad they're gone. Like, I'm delighted oh, yeah. they're out. Happy yeah. days. But I'm just good. I wish it would have been someone else, someone a bit yeah, more Yeah, I wish it was Phil Jones. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Jones. He can take it. He can take yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He's big enough. But, you know, that's them out. A lot of the lads yeah. are having a... Uh, having a good time about it. But the Red Steve hits it. Lad needs to stay off Twitter. It's a cesspit. And yeah, if he's on Twitter, avoid at all costs. Instagram, yeah. whatever, Snapchat, whatever he's on. Boom. Get off it for a few days. Yeah. Um so yeah, so we, we, I think we both fancy uh I hope Bengals. the Bengals I hope the yeah. Bengals win. I just hope it's a good game. Um I will stay up to watch it. Oh, uh yeah. you know it's just one of those things. It's one of those traditions now. Yeah, uh, I do with me. If you, even if you're a casual fan like me, it's like you will say you will watch the Super Bowl. You know, you'll be a zombie on Monday, but yeah, you'll be, you will watch. Once it. you start, you stick it out. It's it's yeah. You know, you get sucked in, and it, it's brilliant. I love the NFL. Anyone that's sort of not too sure on it should watch the Super Bowl and just get yeah. you know hooked into it. It's brilliant. It's great, and you know, and the beauty about the NFL is the way the and it's american sports across the board the way they do the draft system it engineers competition so that every you might get cycles like you might get periods of domination say like the patriots yeah but in general that's rare you know uh these are all clubs clubs that are owned by multi-millionaires and huge companies so they kind of invest it would be interesting that the Glazers won it last year and Stan Kroenke could win it this year yeah. if the Rams win, which yeah. I'm sure the Arsenal yeah. fans... And in fairness, he's, put, he's, he's put a lot, pumped a lot of money into that yeah. stadium. Yeah, and you the know, team. A lot of Arsenal fans won't be happy, but... Yeah. It's like the United fans as well. Um, didn't Tom Brady come out gushing about the Glazers and their yeah. ownership and all that? United fans but are going to rash out over it, but... If... 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 United were run in a way that replicated the investment they've made in the squad, be it from wages and transfer fees, properly. Exactly. They would be competing. They would be competing. It was amazing last night watching the the Man of Football show how many times you were talking about players that were involved in Manchester United transfers. Mm. You know, past and present. And you're talking about how many of them worked and didn't work. And it's it's almost negligence to, for the amount of failures they've had in, in transfer windows. And it goes to prove a point. There is a sweet spot when it comes to transfers. And I know you guys are going to be looking into that. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how 
how that pans out over the next few weeks when you when you delve into it and see what you come up with. But there is a, I believe there is a sweet spot when it comes to transfers, and I think we're hitting it. Yeah, we certainly are hitting it, and other teams get desperate and they don't, you know. But look, it, it'll be interesting to see how that does pan out. But we'll move off the yeah. NFL. We'll put you on boxing now, Kev, because yeah. big, big card on the weekend. Big card um, in Cardiff. In Cardiff, and it's uh, the hometown favourite, Liam Williams, up against yes. Chris Eubanks Jr. And it's yeah. a the needle one, this one. This is a grudge match. There's a, yeah. there's a belief there. I know they've been... I know boxing, I think, has gone to the dogs right in the last yeah. few years. And like similar with MMA with the UFC, it's all staged to promote, right? Mm. But there is genuine rivalry with these two because I think it stems back from Eubank, Paul, um a lad, was it Blackwell? He, he, he had a badly, fight, injured, him, yeah. badly injured him. And then badly. the chap, unfortunately... Well, he was in a coma, I think, came out, went back, sparred, and ended up with, with bad brain damage. Yeah. Um, and I think Liam Williams was a friend of his, and I think he just started as a bit of bleeding, uh, a bit of salt there between the two of them. Yeah. How do you see this one going? This one, will you? I, this, it's, just, it's a proper 50 50 fight. Yeah, I agree. You, you, you can make arguments for both. Um, I think Eubanks, Eubanks probably stops him in maybe the eighth. But it wouldn't surprise me if Williams took it to points and won it. Yeah. It is one of those. And the thing is, the card itself, this is, this is Sky's first boxing of the year. And apparently they cancelled shows in January on Sky. Sky cancelled it. Yeah, for the medics, wasn't it? They, yeah. The doctors, they wanted focusing on um, yeah, they didn't want the NHS take, yeah. and things like that. It's And it stems back from years ago from the aftermath of the Michael Watson yeah. stuff that uh, you had you, to man. have a brain specialist and certain type of doctors at ringside for all major, for all televised events. And I think a lot of the house shows have it as well now, but they didn't. Sky didn't want to be taking doctors away from the NHS, so they cancelled the January shows. And when the all clear came, they um, they put this show back on because they delayed this show. It was due to be sometime in in mid January, but it's probably worked out for the best because the actual card itself, you're going to see Clarissa Shields fighting yeah. outside of the United States for the first time as a pro defending her world title against an undefeated fighter. So she's special. You know, she is special when it comes to she, her and Katie Taylor are far and away the standout female boxers. Well, Archie, and, very quickly, Archie throws that comment in, lads, Katie Taylor needs a mention. Next one is monumental. Hopefully that's coming up against um, Amanda Severano. Is it Amanda? Amanda, Sever Amanda Serrano. Yeah, Amanda Serrano. That, sounds, that sounds right. That could be the biggest fight in. It's headlining boxing. Madison Square Garden, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a standalone headline, and it's a genuine like. Katie usually goes into these fights now. I know with the um, our name escapes me, the Belgium one that she narrowly, controversially beat. Yeah, that was a close one. And then I think personally, I think she won the fights, but it was you know you could see an argument against it. You could see arguments both ways yeah. on that. I could say, but this one is genuinely one that you can you could say like Serrano has got a chance of of oh, upsetting Katie Taylor. Chance. 
But it's a it's a career defining fight for Katie. Yeah. I think if she can win this fight, I think it, it puts her up there as the the best female boxer. Yeah, uh, I I think she already is. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I agree, but I think this is the one that Clarissa really Shields is the name in America and, that carries TV money a lot more. Yeah. Than Katie. But Katie is as well known now because she trains in Connecticut. She trains and fights there as much as here you know and yeah. but this is the first time i think she's going to be mainlining an event in my in in the states it's um it's going to be hell. i mean i'm looking forward to watching shields because i haven't watched her live so well according to louis suarez and i don't know if it's right, d louis suarez um shields is a hoy is all hype not a patch on taylor or serrano i think um, taylor is an exceptional boxer you know as um, there, there is going to be. I think there's another one as well. Is it Charlene Charlene Dubois? Yeah, is making her professional. I think it's Charlene or Carrie. I'm not sure. I can't even read my own handwriting now. But her, she, she's a former Olympian. Her brother is Daniel Dubois, the heavyweight. Yeah, the one who's had a bad eye injury there uh, not long back. But she's making her debut as well. So this is and there's a uh, a heavyweight fight on the card as well. Otto Wallen. Uh, yeah. Otto Wallen was the guy who um, Dillian White should have been fighting, but Dillian pulled out of the fight. He also yes. fought Tyson Fury a few years ago, and he cut Fury and took Fury twelve rounds. So he's definitely at the top of the who needs him list. Yeah, you know he's in the top ten in the heavyweight rankings, and you know I think he's one of the main fighters on this card as well. So he's one of these guys that you watch him if he does well, if he's if he has a spectacular knockout, it shoots him up into world title contention. You know, in in the next couple of years, because the way the heavyweight scene is at the minute, it needs to be opened up a bit. You know, there's. They don't fight often enough no. to have one person with with multiple belts. Yeah, there isn't an. That's the one downside for boxing for me is just too many. Like, um, there's too many. Sorry if I couldn't cross you, Kev. Yeah. There's too many of these rematch clauses, and you're getting the same fighters instantly getting rematch. They're so getting the same fights over and over, and there's no one breaking through. Yeah. to get their shots or if they do it's sort of a patsy getting put up there just to be a bit of a whipping boy so you do want to see others breaking in yeah. and, and i think that's why ufc for me is taking on such a i mean the ufc fighters don't get a patch money wise no but you will see um ufc fighters ufc champions fighting three times a year yeah you know at, at least sometimes four you know and the ranking system, the way it is, you win, you move up. You lose, you go down. It's not like the heavyweight scene where Dillian White has been made to wait for years to get a crack at a world title. Yeah. you know, And he's done everything he's supposed to do. He's going to get his crack now, but unfortunately, the guy he's getting a he's crack off get is, crack. yeah, <laughs> he's, got to get, he's got to get cracked. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's going to get absolutely torn to shreds. But at the same time, Sky knee boxing. Yeah. It was one of the things, it was one of the attractions for Sky in the early days that 
you know, Saturday night was fight night. Yeah. Now and it's, it's amazing case. how it's how it has has changed. Like my brother is in the chat there, Darren, and he's saying UFC is dire. But Absolutely. I agree with you, Kev. I agree with the the meritocracy nearly that is in UFC, and I, I think they're at danger. They're they're at risk of sort of moving away from it a bit. But I think in general it's there. You know, you challenge, you walk your way up, you get yeah. your shot. And boxing don't do that. Boxing have there's too many belts. There's too many subdivisions within divisions. There's too yeah. many fucking you know lineal champ and ring magazine champ and all these belts and all that. There's just too much. It's too diluted. And I think it affected boxing over the years, yeah. different organizations, different, you know, the WBC, IBF, all I mean, this stuff. And it's been a disaster. It was a push sport. when, it, for me, it was a push when the WBO came into it. Yeah. Because that was the fourth one. For me, that was the fourth one. You had, you always had WBC, for me anyway, WBC, yeah. IBF, WBA. WBA, yeah. Then you had the WB. All came in, and you yeah. had the likes of Chris Eubank became a champion, and fight. Some of the early early WBO champions were absolute pants. Yeah, but when they started getting a bit more credibility, it became a recognised proper championship. But now you've got IBO, and it's yeah, just the alphabet, all sorts. It's the alphabet too much. champion, you know. It's, yeah, and unfortunately, it's all down to sanctioning fees, and you know they're just. The biggest problem they've got is they don't fight enough. The yeah. named fighters, the, the recognized fighters, you'll be looking to get Tyson Fury into a ring once every nine months. Yeah. You know, and for a sport, that's not enough. For him, it's, it's great. But for the sport, it's not enough. And the other side of it, it was something that happened in the news. It's been brewing for a while, but it was in the news this week, is by 2028, boxing could be out of the Olympics. Oh, because of the way the amateur scene has been run and because of some of the decisions that have been happening in previous Olympics and previous world championships, no dazzler. It really isn't. Yeah. Uh, I think he does have a point about McGregor, but that's the thing. Oh, yeah. McGregor is just a draw now, isn't he? And he's, he's a draw. He is a McGregor would, character. Yeah. McGregor wouldn't stand up in front of anyone, any live UFC fighter now and put up a credible fight. No, you know, they all want the piece of him because they know he's yeah, he's the payday. That's, that's what he is now. I, 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 we had Callum on the show here the other week, and Callum is UFC in the in the head, yeah. and he's he's really knowledgeable about it. Now we watched the uh, Francis and Ganu and um, I think it's Jean Michael. Oh, sorry, Gan was the guy he was fighting for the heavyweight title. Now and Ganu walked out of that fight with eight hundred and twenty grand. Yeah. For his payday, and he is an absolute freak of a specimen of a human being. Yeah. As a as a fighter, he yeah, is heavyweight champ. Yeah, he's on. When, when I was younger, it was always the pinnacle of boxing. Yeah. was the heavyweight division. The heavyweight division, yeah. But the money is in boxing. The money yeah. is in crossover fights. That's why Ngannou is screaming out to try to get a crossover fight with Tyson Fury. Yeah. Fury would destroy him, but if Fury stepped into a cage. And Ghana would take him down and snap yeah. his leg, you know, or yeah. snap his ankle or break his arm or whatever he wanted to do. He'd just do whatever the hell he wanted to him, yeah. you know. But And there's nothing that Tyson Fury or anything else or anyone else could do about it. But you put boxing gloves on as Conor McGregor, Francis Ngannou, any of these fighters, and they're out of their comfort zone. And reclaimer is spot on. Dana White runs that 
promotion as a business and fighters are the product they're also the employees you know and they are that's why you're seeing fighters running under contracts and moving all around yeah Robert, Robbie Doyle, I agree middleweight. with Robbie's point yeah. middleweight was always middleweight super middleweight was always a better division oh, yeah. but I mean when even if you go back to the, the 80s like the Duran Hagler Hearns Sugar A. Leonard and then Chris Eubanks, Nigel Ben, all that, Steve Collins, all that area. It was Collins, an amazing Walton, weight division. Gerald McClellan. Yeah. Know, all of these players, absolute screamers. But even Whereas the heavyweights have sort of, I think since Tyson, Mike Tyson sort of lost the, the championship to Buster Douglas. I think the heavyweights, Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You got into the nearly, like Lennox Lewis, Riddick Bow, they were just big giants. The Klitsch goes, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is actually a great boxer, but... You just got these big bastards in there that were just... They were always... Slick, yeah. You know, we'll we'll get on to this now, actually, because you're talking about the big guys, the Six Nations starting at the weekend. And look, I don't know about you. I don't watch as much rugby as what I would have done if I you know, lived over here all my life. If I yeah. lived all, especially in this part of Munster. You know, it was, because I'm not far from Thormund. Yeah. And it was... Rugby's huge. But Six Nations gets me every year, and you won't have a better this champ. This Six Nations is going to be great, yeah. Because France, should, look, France are the favourites. We're in with a real live shot, yeah, a real live shot. We're playing really well. But I think uh, it's one of the strongest in in a long time because yeah. I think the Scottish are in good nick. The yeah. English are in good nick. Well, they're in relatively good nick. The French are in good nick unless they blow it you know what I mean and mm. lose the head the yeah. Irish are going to be there and there the Welsh are always a tough enough team like yeah. Italy what do you make of the idea and I've seen this somewhere else about a relegation and promotion playoff so you come bottom of the Six Nations and then you have to go into a playoff with one of the other European teams so you're talking Romania Georgia Romania Georgia Russia Spain Portugal yeah and because Italy are getting bounced off all the time. Now, they'd probably bounce off these other teams. They do, yeah. But it would make an opportunity, you know, a year out of it mightn't be any harm to them. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Italy have invested... Downside to, to it would be Italy have invested an awful lot of money in rugby. Yeah. You know, in, in growing... Not in many Italians, in fairness. There's a lot of late Irish there and a lot of New it's, Zealand. And, yeah, but it, they've had to bring through that kind of... Player infrastructure and to, that to build the look yeah. to get the kids interested, you know, and away from football and other sports and into rugby. And if they dropped out of it, they'd lose a they'd financially they'd lose a fortune. Yeah, but at the same time, they've got a couple of good young players. Um, they they will probably come bottom again, but it's one of those when it was the Five Nations. You always had one country with a buy, and it were you know a buy week, and it was a loss for everyone because yeah. the amount of TV money that everyone goes into the pool, all the money goes into a pool and is split. So having the sixth one and everyone playing a game every two weeks is it worth makes it. all the difference, yeah. But the drop off in quality is huge. You know how they do? I don't know. I mean, look, we're opening tomorrow at home to Wales, and the fact that the fans are going to be there for the first time yeah. as well is going to be massive. You know, the fact that you're going to there's a video going around social media today. The Welsh lads coming over on the ferries, 
and singing the Welsh anthem and that. I think there's probably for me it's probably one of the best anthems in sport. Yeah. It is unreal. What's the land of our fathers or something? Yeah. Someone will correct me in the chat. But when, when that gets going, especially in Cardiff when they're playing, yeah. and, and ah, the, it's brilliant. With the roof yeah. is closed, noise is unreal. But tomorrow, I mean, the under-20s, the last time I looked at the under twenty score tonight, with sure, Ireland man. played Wales at Musgrave Park, it was uh, 48-0. I don't know what it finished, but... Um, I expect Ireland to to win and win well tomorrow. And then you've got the Calcutta Cup. 53-5 it finished. Wow. That's massive because, yeah. you know, I mean, where, rugby in Wales is a, is a religion. Yeah. And to beat any Welsh side by that kind of a score shows the strength of Irish rugby and where what we've got coming through. That's a really good score. Yeah. You know, you've got the Calcutta Cup then, uh, tea time tomorrow um, in Scotland. And they'll fancy their chances. Speaking of Scotland, as Emmett says, they're yeah, flower of Scotland. Yeah. What a song! Massive as well, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the whole championship because you don't know about France. France could be very Spursy. Yeah, oh, the, you know, the, yeah. I, I, that's the best way to describe them. When they're on it, they're on it. But yeah. they can really drop a bollock as well. Like you know, they can really drop one. So this championship is wide open for me, and I think it's between us. And probably France, oh, France and us. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a shame it's not a World Cup year, but it, it, it's 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 worth it because it's worth watching. Look, it's free to wear as well. Yeah. You know, everyone and it's it, a know. short tournament. Like it's exactly. the Six Nations. It, it runs over a few weeks, and it's done. It. Yeah. It's a brilliant uh, tournament. Look, we, not everybody's a rugby fan, and there's a sort of a, an elitism with with certain people with rugby. But when you look at it, I loved it when I was a kid. It going back to the Five Nations. I always remember, yeah. like I'd be down and I'd open the flats, and you'd be down the flats playing football, and the grandstand would be on the Saturday. The, the Five Nations would be on, and if France were playing, I was in. I was going up with yeah, Serge, Serge Blanco, Blanco played for them. And I'd watch <laughs> yeah. Serge Blanco all the time. He was amazing. Yeah. He was a great player. And but when I say about the big guys, when you look at Serge Blanco, Serge Blanco is about fourteen stone, yeah, and six foot, some six foot through two maybe. I think England have a winger making his debut, or he's he's fourth or fifth international. He's six foot five, and he's about eighteen stone, yeah, and he's a winger. You know what I mean? These guys are huge. Tyke Furlong is Tyke Furlong's um, a beast. He's an absolute animal of a man, you know, and that's the scary thing with rugby. When you're seeing these guys and the hits they're putting in at the weight they are and the strength that they are, it's it's a worry. In sport, it's a worry and it, because you know the pressure then on kids playing rugby in secondary school, you know, that the size that they have to get to. Yeah. It's... Um, Look, it's one of those things in sport that I think sport are going to have to reconcile themselves with football as well. You know, um, we saw that with Sadio when we were looking at with Senegal, the fact that he played a couple of days after a concussion. Yeah. You know, it's at some point, deal. sport in general is going to have to take this issue seriously. Yeah. And, you know, it's one for the future, definitely a discussion to be had on it. But, I mean, Six Nations is going to be great. Women's Six Nation is on as well. Yeah, Red Staves <laughs> there, let Bracky know a little. They got uh, a resident host well, there who loves the women's game. Yeah, look, unfortunately for everyone, anyone 
who plays it's it's England's tournament. You know, they're England are the ones who've ploughed money into women's rugby, yeah. and they're the ones now that are reaping the benefit for it. You know, we're pretty decent. Well, there's so, a girl who grew up, whose family are from the flats I'm from, plays for Ireland, Stacey Flood. So we'd be supporting her. A uh, uh, lot younger than me, obviously. <laughs> not my age, still playing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good family, good stock. So uh, yeah, I'll be supporting her. And they uh, usually those games would be on RT2 on a Friday night as well. Yeah. So it does be nice. interesting to watch. There was a couple of years ago, there was some really high quality um, in the women's game. get some game, decent rugby. games. Yeah. But I think England have, have kicked on. Uh, whatever investment has been put into women's sport over there in the last decade, you're really starting to see see the benefits of it now. And talking about Chris with the women's game, you're seeing it now with the TV money that's going into the women's Premier League, and yeah. you're seeing American players and players coming from the French league. You know, years ago, a few years ago, would have been unheard of yeah. for a woman to come from Lyon. Yeah, to play. It, it was that was the destination. That was not the destination, the, not, not the stepping stone. Yeah. Now the English clubs are the destination, and hopefully Liverpool can do a turn. I think they're playing the side down at the bottom of the um, second division this weekend. While mm. the side who are in second are playing third, so we can extend our lead. And look, we've said it for a while. The um, the only side who gets promoted are the, are the winners. Yeah. So second is nothing. Have to win, and if they get promoted, you're in a whole different stratosphere for the women's game. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. There, mm. Kieran B. puts his Keen Healy still playing. I, no, I, think I don't think so. I think he's. I think he's. I, I, I met him before I, in around Dublin one night. He's a fucking specimen as well. He's a prop, and he is a big ripped beast of a man back in the old days the prop was like me little fat baldy fella cauliflower ears pig ugly Keane Healy is not matching that uh, profile at all he's a big bleeding hunk of a man yeah. you wouldn't technically say brilliant he's yeah. technically brilliant he's 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 walking proof that you don't have to be a huge player if your technique is spot on exactly Toy Furlong as well so yeah. good technically that they redefine and what's expected from a front row. Yeah. Um, but look, that that's the way the game goes. Yeah, that's I'm looking forward to it as well because you're always going to have the new rule changes come in, and yeah. you know, we'll all everyone's watching it, and they're all everyone like the casual fans are going to be all educated again. Rob, is it Robbie Doyle there asking, does it bother me that Leinster players oh, yeah. make it up? No, it doesn't because, in fairness, Leinster as a province have been doing fantastic. Yeah. And they're they're the standard bearers in Europe, you know, along with a couple of the French clubs. So no, it doesn't bother me. Um I just wanted to see Ireland successful and yeah. get past quarterfinals at World Cups. You know, but it's it's peaks and troughs, isn't it? Because it is, yeah. you know, well, most of are so like strong. Be, and then yeah, they'll be like yeah. that for a while. You know they will be back up soon enough. Yeah. You know, I suppose one a poor managerial choice can set you back and mm-hmm. Then a good a good choice can then propel you back up there. So yeah, they, they won't be too far away. No. Um, when when they do get that that opportunity. So who do you fancy to win the Six Nations? I know it's it's a good. Bit I think away it'll probably be France, but I think we'll push them all the way. I think it'll come down to the game that we play. I think we're playing in France. Um, I yeah. think it might be the second last game. 
Uh, France are playing Italy on Sunday, so they'll have their gimme out of the way. Yeah. We beat Wales, then it's just a case of matching their results. Yeah. You know, I think we're away to France, away to England, aren't we? Yeah. And home Yeah, because you don't know what England are going to do yet. Yeah. You know, I mean, Eng- England have been in the best of, best of form, but yeah, I agree with Owenberg. France are the best team in the world at the moment. Yeah, well, so. heresy, I will never have a word said against the All Blacks when they're actually the best in the world or not. I will <laughs> always have them as the number one. When it comes to tournaments, rugby, yeah. Yeah, but when it comes to the push comes to well I suppose you'll always have the to me you'll always have the All Blacks Australia and South, South Africa, Africa will always get there South Africa remind me of Egypt in this AFCON they'll absolutely pig their way to a final they'll find their way it's so yeah. hard to beat whereas France are so erratic in everything they'll, they'll be the most exciting team and when it comes to it they'll absolutely shit the bed and be gone so it'll be interesting uh, sorry, to see what Calvin, happens yeah Kevin's saying there that we've got France next weekend crikey and Barry Devlin, France have three home games. Yeah. So it's theirs to lose. Yeah. And that's funny the way it goes, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, no, it We're does go-, go in cycles like that. And it is, I mean, we've got three at home as well. Yeah. But it's just so unfortunate that our away games tend to be our France and England, England. you know, yeah. our three tougher, probably two of our toughest games that you, you, although England away, I think that's usually around Paddy's weekend. Yeah. So you would that could be anything. Yeah. You know, that'll depend on what's happening in the table so far. But it'll be good to see where where everything is. But tomorrow, two fifteen, Ireland Wales, full house. Look forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, it's always good. We didn't predict the boxing. Who's gonna win? Eubanks or Williams? I think Eubanks probably by stoppage in around the eighth round. Yeah, I've seen an interview by uh, Adam Booth and he trained both of them and they asked who's the bigger puncher and he said Williams is the more powerful puncher but yeah. Eubanks is the more skilled, slick operator and I think, yeah, the home crowd I think will fire Williams on for the early rounds and I think Eubanks will just hang in there and will grind them down and I think yeah. he'll get it on the decision to be honest. I think he'll, it'll be he'll a go good the fight distance to watch. and he'll It will be a good yeah. fight to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. interesting. Right, before we finish up, because we were running well out of time, Dublin travelled to Kerry in the the all the or, G- or the, the GAA. Um, not many people in the chat will be aware of what the GAA is. Um, it's the it's the Irish national sport along with with Horland. and Dublin have been the most dominant side. Um, they won Last six decade. in a row, yeah. six in a row, isn't it? And yeah. they've been absolutely outstanding. They've got players that hadn't lost, made a debut in the championship and only got their first defeat in the final last year, or the semi-final, sorry, last year. Yeah. So, you know, really dominant. It's it's outrageous how good this team have been. But yeah, Kerry almost, got young almost players criminal. Coming through. The amount of money that's been... Well, this is the argument that's being had, you know. There's been calls yeah. for the last few years of splitting Dublin into Dublin North and Dublin South, which yeah. is ironic considering when Kerry were winning all the... the yeah, Kerry won a five in a row in the 80s. They weren't split eighty-three. Yeah, they weren't splitting, and they weren't splitting Kilkenny up in the hole when they were winning that every I year. I wish they fucking did. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know this is the thing. It, it's it's because Dublin gets all the money. But yeah. look, it's the, the population of Dublin is. It like, is as massive. You know the the uh, I'd say I'd love to know the amount of people in Dublin that actually play GAA compared to other counties because. It's a bigger city. It's a more multicultural city. You know, yeah. the 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 
the people in Dublin aren't all Irish, aren't all GAA fans. But it's been an argument. But Dublin, I, I look at it nearly like when Liverpool lost their home record um, in the league and mm. then we're getting spanked six, was it six in a row we lost at yeah. home? And Dublin are going to be a bit like that. It's a transitional period for them. Um, the the likes of Stephen Cluxton, look, he, he didn't play last year. The goalkeeper, one of the greatest of all time. Po- I'd say the, probably the greatest. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, of all uh, time. he's up there. Yeah. And he didn't come back. He's not back now. Desi Farrell is the coach. He'll own books and there he'll be getting the sacks. You know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I think people know the job there. But the league is probably the thing it, because the way the way the system works over here, you got the league and the championship. Yeah, and the league is split into four four divisions. I think uh, it used to be six, but it's four. Uh, Dublin or Division One. Uh, Division One, you'd have the proper counties, like you know. Yeah. But it, most of the counties will treat the league as the preseason. They'll experiment with size. They'll bring young players in, and they'll try things. And then the championship is where it's at. You know, but yeah, yeah Lord, the most Mayo thing ever last season beating Dublin in the semi final and losing the final. For people yeah. who don't know, Mayo Mayo have this course on them and they constantly getting beaten. Dublin beat them in, I think, three was it three finals or two? Finals? Yeah, two or three in the bounce, yeah. And then they knocked Mayo, or they knocked Dublin out last year, and people thought, yeah, that's that's it. And no, they lost the final. But Mayo, Dublin lost last weekend to Armagh. Yeah. Armagh looked decent as well. And it was a shock. It, it was a shock. You know, it, it was like you wake up in the Monday How morning. How bad they beat them, it was a shock. It was, that was leading, that was one of the lead stories on Monday morning when you turn on the radio and the national news that Dublin lost in the league, you know. And now they're traveling. Most games big games are held in Dublin, right? You know, everyone in the country has to travel to Dublin for finals, semi-finals. Big day out, big day out. Big day out, up to the big smoke and what have you. But this time, tomorrow night, uh, Dublin travel down to Kerry. Yeah. And will be one of their rivals in the All-Ireland come August. Yeah. But it's a big test. I think they'll probably be playing either Clarence or Tralee. And we'll see what Dublin have after coming off the back of a loss uh, against the Kerry side, who's, uh, they'll carry, carry a fancy at home. And there'll be a good crowd there as well, because it'll be the first time the Kerry crowd will have been able to go be out yeah. for a game in a good in a good couple of years. And an exciting uh, team, Kerry, have the young players yeah, there. Good young players. If a good mix. Conveyor belt coming through of talent that yeah. they will look to get behind. Because, I as I said, there's, 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 there's blood in the water there. People can sniff the weakness in Dublin yeah, yeah. and... Kerry will be the ones looking to capitalise. Emma yeah. Kavanagh says it's on in Tralee. But um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. You know, anyone in the UK or anyone has Sky Sports, I'd really recommend giving the GAA a go, whether it's yeah. the, the football or the hurling. Actually, I love the hurling. I love um, it more. I it's, love hurling. It's an amazing sport. It's hard to follow on the yeah. on the telly, in fairness, but <laughs> it's an amazing sport. And When if you, the championship starts... Yeah. These it's usually at the end of the football season, right? So there's nothing else on. There's no this summer. There's no World Cup. There's no yeah. Euros. There's no Olympics. Is there's nothing? So Sky and Sky have the rights in the UK to show the um, 
show the GA, and every Saturday night they'll be showing showing a game. They usually show two games in the weekend, but try it. Watch hurling and see what you think. Watch the the football's all right. Yeah, past the uh, Cork double. I have, a friend, I have a friend of mine I went to school with. He was in the same class as me in school. Was in was on that team. On the nineteen ninety team, yeah. and well, I had two fellas from the town, the village where I'm from, were, were on that. Danny, Danny Collity, and Marco Sullivan were both from the market in County Cork, and I went to school with Mark, and he was an exceptional footballer. And but the amount of travelling and dedication that they used to have to go through, because we live we live about forty five fifty miles from Cork City, yeah. And they were training up in Cork three nights a week. So three nights a week, you're driving to Cork and back, working in your in your day job as well. And the roads weren't... And the roads weren't motor... Then. We didn't yeah. have any motorway or anything like that. Right? Yeah. And it was up the side of mountains and what have you. It was proper. But, yeah, the dedication that these guys put themselves through for an amateur sport... Yeah, it's outrageous. It's, it is outrageous in so many ways because, as so, I think someone was saying there, there's a full house in Austin Sachs in Chile, yeah. uh, that and that money will be going all. It's a, good, it's a good thing in a way. All the money goes back through the GA and back yeah. through the clubs. Yeah, so, fourteen thousand, I think, is the capacity there, isn't yeah. it? In Austin Sachs, you look at any club ground around the GA. Even I noticed it massively when I, from when I came home. All you'll have your clubhouse. You'll have lovely pitches you'll have gyms all every every parish in the country yeah has excellent facilities you know so and all of the kids in the country benefit from it we all yeah. grew up playing it you know and it well, on pat's them. point there kev on pat's point you know i was a corkman the double in 1990 and people are not familiar with it the, there's not many counties that are good in both both sports no. you know so there's there's, there's gaelic football and there's yeah, they'd be Our the two big ones. The two main ones. Like Dublin are uh, in uh, a footballing county. Yeah. They are not a hurling county at all. They've, they had a, co- a good run a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, but... But it, it's it's very, very hit and miss. Yeah. You know, you'd normally have a, one dominant sport in each county. You know, at the moment now in hurling, it is Limerick, Limerick Tipperary, Tipperary, Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, there's... The, the the same counties, you know, are always but there. They're about yeah. Waterford and the likes. You know, a lot of the Munster yeah. counties and the southern counties would be Holland strongholds. Yeah. But yeah, the the fact that Cork were doing a double and, is a huge achievement. And I'm pretty sure there was a couple of dual players on that side as well. Yeah. That played both. I know there's the next village down from here is Milford, and one of the She's a TV presenter now, and her name escapes me. Blonde-haired woman, and she's she played camogie, which is women's hurling and football for for Cork for years, winning both on multiple occasions. And she she was I listened to her in an interview on the radio, where she would often play a county match on a Saturday, and then play a football match on a Sunday. You know, and wouldn't bat an eyelid. It was it was just the norm for them, you know, and you often see them with the with the men when they have dual players, you play hurling one week, football the next week. But to have the skill to be able to do both, yeah, Teddy McCarthy. Yeah. 
was your man. And it's so rare to be able to be able to be able to play both, like you know, and to be able to play it at a, at a standard. At a high level. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's a great. It, I'd encourage anyone who hasn't watched it have a look on YouTube. There's a couple of good videos of introductions to hurling. You get a basic idea of the sport, but when you watch it live, when you watch it a full match and you see the skill levels involved and then realize that on the Monday, these guys are going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It makes you look at football in a whole new different light. It really does. Yeah, it is. It's madness. So like, as Avo says, Horland's a folk is fucking nuts play by noters. It is. It's a mad, mad sport. Yeah, One of the fastest sports in the world you'll ever see. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Give it a go. Get stuck in. Pick Get a county. A if you have a Anagiri. bit of wordish in you. Anagiri. Oh, Anagiri. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. does the Orleans yeah, she's family from as well. Um, but yeah, give it a go. But yeah, the, the GAA Dublin on the on the day at the nice. moment. Kerry on the way up will be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm, game will actually be on the GAA's YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. It'll probably be, be on RT, RT player if you can access this uh, outside of Ireland. Yeah. But it's definitely on over here on um, RT too. Yeah. And Pat Moynan says, Teddy and Dennis Walsh on bow panels in 1990. So yeah, it's some gone, some gone. Um, before we finish up, Kev, a quick word on Rafael Nadal. Rafa Nadal won the Australian Open last week. They bring him to 21, um, 21 Grand Slams, um, taking him one ahead of both Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. It's some achievement, isn't it? It's great. I mean, and I think the beauty, we've all probably seen better players than him over the years, yeah. but when he's had the four, the other three to push push each other on, that's why they've been able to stay on the top as long as they have. Yeah. He was dominant in in France on the clay for years. He's untouchable on clay. That's where he racked up most of his wins. Yeah. But he he's one of these guys that he's just great to watch. He's so entertaining. Yeah. Two sets down in a final to come back and win it 3-2. Unreal. And I wouldn't bet against him going to Paris and doing it again. Yeah. No, very true. Federer, I don't think has many more. Um, no, I think Federer probably done. He's done. Uh, Djokovic probably does. Novak does, yeah, or Novak's yeah. as he's being called by Robbie yeah. Doyle there. <laughs> and but that's a very it's a pertinent point because you were mentioning this to me earlier. Yeah. You know, will Novak be able to compete in some of the slams if there's any? He won't of, be able to compete in, compete in France, and. Yeah he won't be able to prepare for Wimbledon in certain countries. Yeah. So some of these countries have very strict, stringent rules. People can agree or disagree about what, you know, country, each individual country is doing. That's up to, that's up to them. But the players are well aware of what these rules are. So I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. The Beast of Barcelona. The Beast of Barcelona. Miguel Angel Nadal. Well, Interesting. Because he is a huge Real Madrid fan, isn't he? He's a real, big Real Madrid fan, Rafa Nadal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. Didn't know uh, that. And you're, all, you're also seeing some of the... I mean, it's it sets up the season. I've never been a fan of the Australian Open, mainly because of the time zones. Yeah. And the fact it's on in the middle of the night. And nah, it's just one of those. But... 
when it gets to France and you know Wimbledon's around the corner, uh, will you? It was like you were saying there when you were in the flats about everyone's playing outside with footballs. Yeah. Apart from the Six Nations, then you all start throwing rugby balls. Yeah. Come June, tennis you go rackets. getting tennis rackets and yeah. tennis balls and what have you. You know, it's just one of those things when you're growing up, the first two weeks in June, Wimbledon will be on, and then usually a World Cup or Euros yeah. or something, or Olympics. Unfortunately, yeah. not this year, but... Yeah, it's... it's it's one thing actually that the tennis uh, Wimbledon especially will get soul run. It'll get a solo run at being yeah. the main attraction for the whole year. So we'll see how it pans out. You know, it's um, definitely one of those ones to look out for. I'm looking forward to see. I think Nadal will definitely win Paris. Yeah, which would bring him to twenty two. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised. Medvedev looks like he has the game. Yeah. To, do well on grass, you know, because it's faster. Um, it's yeah, amazing, but 61 grand slams between the three of them. Do you know what I mean? Again, like yeah. the one year, it's... I mean, I'm older than you, so I grew up with Connors, Borg, McEnroe. Yeah. You would have... And Lindell. I would, would have grown up at the arse end of Lendl. No, I would have had Becker, um, Edberg. Pakash, Edberg, that sort of thing when I was younger. That's and Lander, then into yeah. the Agassi and the Sampras era and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never thought I'd see Sampras record beaten. Yeah. You know, I didn't think I'd see Sampras Wimbledon records even remotely touched. And then along come this generation. Yeah, that's the other thing that's going on. you got the Winter Olympics going on as well in yeah. China. You know, that was the official, yeah, the official opening, it, yeah. yeah, the official opening of that was today. So I love the Winter Olympics. Freaking I can sit down it. and just zed out and watch it. Yeah, the ice calling and all. See, calling, sit and watch it. Ski all jumping, love it. Luge, yeah, all that mad stuff. Them psychos that lie down on a blade and crate with wheels, skeleton, and yes. down. skeleton, all that the skeleton stuff, and... all that gear. Love all that. Yeah. Um, I, but it is an interesting. I like the Winter Olympics. It's it's always uh It's usually, always throws it was, up a good bit of watching on it. It was great when it was in Canada or in North America because of the time. You know, you yeah. come home from work and just throw it on, yeah. throw it on Eurosport or something, and you'd be able to watch it for a few hours. But be, with it being in China, it's you know six a.m., seven a.m. Yeah, and I think for this part of the world. Unless you've got a vested interest in a sport, I think yeah, the, view, yeah, the viewing figures just ain't gonna ain't gonna be there. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, which but, is so for the the Olympics in the summer did so far mm-hmm. as well from just yeah catching up on there. I suppose the summer Olympics is different because you'd you'd always have sports where like for us would it be boxing or rowing or walking with Rod he- Rob Heffernan. Yeah. You always have something to look out, look out for, but with the Winter Olympics, there isn't really a tradition. No, no, we, we don't go we out there and more than anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, uh, so we said, oh, there was a one on there. Uh, it's gone. Yeah. I was just looking at the chat there, and there was a comment there, but it's gone. I can't remember what it was. Nineteen eighty yeah. Wimbledon final, one of the greatest ever. That was the Borg back and row. Five setter, if remember, I think. Pat, you're probably a bit older than me, I'd say. So, 
correct him if he's wrong. Don't give your age away, Papa. Just let him know it was a Borg McEnroe. Um, Borg McEnroe. Yeah, Jamaican bobsled team was the 80... Yeah, 88, 88, 80, 88, somewhere in the... Yeah, it would have been 88, Olympics, because the Winter and Summer Olympics used to be in the same year. Yeah. And then they split them to be every two years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cool runnings as Pat Moynan says there, you yeah. know, was the film. It's a great film to fun watch. But even the likes of Eddie the Eagle, you know, going out there, couldn't ski, couldn't do ski jumps or whatever, and trained and got in. It's a great story, fascinating stuff. But yes, yeah, so Winter Olympics, that'll be a bit of crack as well. So is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, I think we pretty much covered most bases tonight, to be fair. Um I'm trying to think no, the, oh yeah, the um look everyone me, me and Chris were always talking about the Ashes and stuff like that. There's been a massive fallout from the Ashes yeah. today. What the happened? ECB have sacked... Yesterday, they sacked the head coach, Chris Silverwood. They sacked Ashley Giles, who was the director of cricket. They're basically having a... Clean, as dishwater, Ashley Giles, it must be said. Yeah, they, they've had a clear out of everyone except for Joe Root, who's still going to remain as captain. Yeah, And they're heading off to tour the West Indies... He's the World Cricket Player of the Year, isn't he, this yeah. year, Joe Root? Yeah, a ridiculous amount of runs. Um, yeah. Not when it counts. To be, like, it, it didn't count for shit because England yeah. only won one test match all year. Yeah. And that shows you how the state of red ball cricket in England, that he can score. I think someone in the chat will put the number in. I'm pretty sure it was up around 1,700 runs yeah. in the calendar year, which is obscene. I remember Alistair Cook doing the same, being the top batsman of the year getting just over the thousand. Yeah. You know, he so was hitting two hundreds in yeah. India and all, wasn't he? He was regularly whacking them off. Whoa. Yeah, the already the Chris is there in there in the chat. I hope you had a good night out, Chris mate. Um but the Liverpool game with Coventry, we've already discussed that, mate. We're way ahead of the ball. Yeah. But Ooh. yeah, the um the tour in the West Indies, I think the tour starts in the coming weeks, they in West Indies beat England in the T Twenty tournament they had over the last last weekend three two. The week before that, Ireland beat the West Indies on a tour over there in T Twenty. Yeah, which is so, huge. Now, we beat the West Indies. The West Indies beat England, so by default, we're better than England. I I would have thought that, and anyway, I oh, would yeah, have thought that we are. We're just look, we're taking their game, and we're just elevating it to a whole new level. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Happy days. Why wouldn't you? Um, look, before we finish up, I just want to give a shout out to Failicon Charity um, Sponsor. Well, not a sponsor, just a charity partner that we're teaming up with. Uh, Failicon, we've said it on every show. We'll continue to say it. It's a, it's a support for um, parents um, who suffer bereavement during or just after pregnancy. It's a, an excellent uh, organization and the work they do with people who, if you've been unfortunate enough to have to go through that, the, the support and help that the people that run this give you is just out of this world second to none. And we've said it before, myself, Kev has said it, you know, if you haven't gone through this yourself, which a lot of people have, you definitely know someone who has. And this is the sort of thing that will help people when they are a very, very emotional, vulnerable stage of their lives, when they need someone to talk to and they need 
that bit of support it's an excellent thing so you'll find the details of Felicon in the the show descriptions on our website it'll be the first thing you see we'll keep pushing and promoting we're trying to raise ten thousand euro i think i've said with a couple of thousand of the way there you're we're away, getting there you know we're getting there slowly but surely but it's all geared up to the golf day in the summer when we will expect to be hopefully by then we will have the target hit but we're looking to do stuff with the lads and Felicon between now and then as well and look even sharing the the link to the I donate page will help if you can give please give we don't all our podcasts are free and our shows are free but we were sneaky in a way now that we're just hitting us for charity all the time so you know support the charities a couple of times a year we're going to be putting the hammer on you and if you can excellent but why we don't we know times are tough for everybody there's there's crisis going on with rents with energy and all that so so we know money is tight for some people but even spreading the word and sharing it will help and if if we can even do that that's going to be a huge thing so the more we can do that the better so look absolutely we'll finish up there kev Uh, friday night i don't usually do this but as chris decided to go on a date night or whatever he was tonight um I said I'd step in. So it was good to join you. Good to chat about yeah. other sports that's not football. We've done a lot of football, we must be said, but yeah. it was good to chat about the other things as well. So uh, thanks yeah, for I having enjoyed me that in, tonight. It's my in your parish tonight. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. I loved it. And everyone yeah. in the chat, thanks for all your contributions. Oh, as a always. Regulars. A few new faces in there as well. It was really good to see. Yeah. And, you know, the more the merrier. Share it around with, the, you know, if it's not just Liverpool stuff on a Friday night. I mean, we talk about Liverpool a lot, but if you know someone who's mad into boxing or mad into UFC or mad into yeah. NFL, tell them to give us a sh- give us a look and yeah. pop suggestions in the comments below about what you guys want to see and yeah. what you don't like, and we will adjust accordingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I mean, the lads, you yourself and Chris that are here, you watch a lot of sports, you get guests on as well from time to time that would have good knowledge. So, yeah, if people want to hear about things, just drop it in the comments. We're always open to suggestions. Yeah. If there's stuff Absolutely. you don't like, just let us know and, and we'll go from there. But it's 10 to 12 on Friday night. Manchester United were knocked out with the FA Cup by Middlesbrough at home. Um, condolences to them. But you know, we look forward to seeing Liverpool at the weekend. It's all good. Feel good. AFCON final. Mo versus Sadio. We're all one big happy family, so we won't look at it as a rivalry. Um, good weekend of sport on the way, Kev, isn't there? Let's, let's sit back and enjoy Lo- There's it. loads in there for everyone. If you can't yep. be entertained by this weekend of sport, then... You never will. You never will. You never will. So we'll leave it there, folks. Um, enjoy us our weekend. We'll be back on Sunday with a match reaction and the Fat Pack 4, and we will talk to you all then. Take care. Podcast Network.